Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 354 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, I want to talk to you about something that is very, very fundamental, and that is why should we invest, right? Why do we invest? What is the purpose? What is the reason? Right? What is it actually doing for us? Uh, and I, I think it's a fair question because um, you know a lot of times we have to talk people into uh, you know getting their money to work for them, right? Getting their money invested, getting their money growing for the long term for them. Uh, and one of the big reasons that you have to uh, motivate people to do so is because they do not know why they should be investing. So I want to make that clear to you here today. Uh, and I want you to have a clear reasoning uh, specifically as to why you uh, should be motivated to invest and why you should start investing for yourself. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions and you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, it's no surprise that I think investing is important. I talk about it all of the time uh, on this show. But the big question for anything that you do, and especially anything that you do financially, is why, right? Why are we doing this? What is the purpose uh, behind this uh, thing that we're doing? And I think far too often we take that for granted with investing because we're like, duh, of course you should invest, right? But I do think there's a large amount of people out there who still want to know why. They want to know why uh, they should invest. What's it actually doing for them? And I'm going to speak uh, in generalizations today, but the reasoning may uh, have a lot more to do with something specific in your life uh, relative to the more general things that I'm going to talk about today. Right. Uh, but before we talk about why we should invest, I think it's important um, to just put a, a couple things at the at the forefront. Right. I think we should begin by talking about why investing and saving are not the same thing. Now, you can save money and invest it. OK, so this is why it is tricky. OK, um, you can be actively trying to save money for something and do so via your investments. Right. You can do that. OK, but investing and saving are not the same thing. Saving is simply that act of putting the money away. Right. It's simply taking the money and setting it aside for something. Okay. Typically, we do that within a money market account or a savings account, something that's not going to vary in value very much. Okay. But 
investing something uh, is doing it with a purpose, right? It's putting money away, but putting money away somewhere uh, where you plan for it to grow and you plan for it to flourish, right? Um, you plan to make some adequate rate of return. You plan on uh, having your money be um, you know, relatively safe, right? You want to be safe enough. You want to have uh, safety of your principal, but uh, you want to make a return on your money, right? And savings, right, is not trying to make a return on your money. It's just trying to set your money aside. So there's a very uh, clear distinction between investing and saving, but sometimes we save our money by putting it into investments, right? So uh, that's something that we need to be clear about is saving is the action of putting the money aside, but investing is actually putting the money to work. Then not only, right, should we talk quickly about investing and saving, but we also need to clear the air about investing versus speculating, okay? Because far too often when people hear the word investing, they're actually thinking about speculation, not investment right? Uh, ben Graham said back in 1934, an investment operation is one which, uh, after thorough analysis, uh, will provide an adequate return uh, and safety of principle, right? So thorough analysis, adequate return, safety of principle, right? Those are the things that must be um, happening with investment. Anything else is speculation, right? So anything that we can't analyze or don't analyze is speculation, right? Um, anything that uh, does not offer uh, some adequate rate of return can be speculation. But typically, the things that we're speculating in are because we think they do provide some adequate rate of return, but they don't provide safety or principle, right? So the things that are typically missing are the analyzing of uh, whatever it is, right? And then uh, the safety of principle aspect uh, of it when we call uh, something speculation, right? Investing uh, is something that has a general uh, reasoning behind it, and uh, it has a good chance of growing your money substantially over a long period of time. Speculating may grow your money by leaps and bounds, right? Uh, but it doesn't mean that it has to, right? So I'll give you an example. For example, uh, putting money away in the S&P 500 over long periods of time, that's investing, right? Um, and again, this requires you knowing what you invest in, analyzing what you invest in. Um, and that's something that provides uh, safety of principle and an adequate return over a long period of time. No question that would be uh, an investment. But something like cryptocurrency is speculation. And why do I say it's speculation? Because how are we analyzing cryptocurrency, right? I'd say the vast, vast majority of individuals aren't, right? And even those that are uh, may be using uh, very sketchy measures in order to do so, right? So how are we analyzing uh, it? And if we can't, then it's speculation. And then what about safety of principle, right? Safety of principle is a key part to investing that I don't think you find uh, with something like cryptocurrency. So that's just uh, the differences between investing and speculating. And the reason I think that's important is that when we are identifying why we invest, right, uh, we have to understand that we're not saying why do we speculate or why should somebody speculate. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying why should somebody save money. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying why should somebody invest? Why are we uh, supposed to? Why do I believe that everyone should invest? 
Okay, and if we can make those distinctions, know that investing is not saving, know that investing is not speculating, then we can jump into these reasons why. These reasons why uh, I believe that we should invest our money. Um, and I'll just kick it off from the top. I have uh, nine things here, and uh, the, no doubt there are plenty more, right? Uh, but the first reason why I think we should invest, uh, we should invest to protect our purchasing power. Okay, so we should invest uh, to to protect our purchasing power, which means nothing more than to protect the value of the money that we have. Okay, because we're in this situation right now, right as we speak, where inflation is high. Okay, and inflation's higher than it's been in thirty years. Uh, we're getting another CPI reading here this week, uh, so no telling what it's going to be, uh, you know, as of this week, but. Just naturally, the value of our money uh, is going down, down, down on a nominal basis. Okay, uh, so if that's the case, then we have to fight against it, right? We have to fight against this decrease in purchasing power, right? When your money's less valuable, you have less purchasing power, meaning you can't purchase the same goods and services that you purchased before uh, with the same amount of money, right? You have to have more money. Well, the only way you're going to have more money is if you make more income or you grow the money that you have, right? Uh, and so one of the biggest reasons that we should invest is to protect the purchasing power of our money, right? Because not only uh, may we do it not in the short term, but in some, uh, you know, shorter time period, you know, we're talking about inflation today, but if you're just putting money into a savings account over a long period of time, let's say you're not looking for any crazy rate of return. I mean, I understand, right? Let's say you're just, you know, conservatively growing some money, uh, you know, growing a, a, a nest egg of money. I, I, you know, I'm not mad at that. Maybe it wouldn't be what I do and uh, wouldn't be what somebody with a reasonable risk tolerance would do. But if you're actively doing that, uh, it's likely because you want to have money later on. Well, the problem with just putting money into a savings account is that it's never growing. And you may say, okay, well, what's wrong with it not growing? Well, if it never grows, that means it never keeps up with inflation. That means every dollar that you end up putting in there becomes less valuable over time. Even though you're stacking dollar bills up, uh, it's becoming less and less valuable because you are losing purchasing power to inflation. Uh, and investing your money, allowing it to make an adequate rate of return, will allow you to protect yourself uh, from decreases in purchasing power. Okay, uh, So I think that's the first reason why we invest. The second reason is very, very clear uh, and probably should have been my first reason, but uh, the second reason is obvious, right? And it is to grow your capital, okay? Uh, and the question is like, okay, well, why do we need to grow our capital, okay? Uh, well, the, the short answer is, is that we have things that we want to do in our lives, right? We have financial goals, which kind of brings me to the uh, third thing that I have here, right? The third reason why we invest is to achieve our financial goals. And so I'll kind of tie two and three together here, right? We grow your capital in order to achieve your financial goals, okay? Uh, because many of you want to send your kid to college, right? Many of you want to uh, retire or retire early, right? Many of you want to uh, leave money behind for uh, your heirs, leave money for your kids, leave money for your grandkids, do uh, big things for your kids and grandkids, right? 
many of you want to you know move up in lifestyle over time, right? Well, the absolute best way that we can do that, apart from just making you know bukus of income, which is possible, by the way, okay, it's possible uh, to make income and to do uh, some job, to do some profession that will allow you to continue bringing in cash flow, um, and you can achieve your financial goals that way, right? And you won't have to grow your capital. But for the vast majority of individuals who work normal jobs, who do normal things with their lives, the best way to get a step up, the best way to achieve their financial goals, the best way to pay for your kid's college, the best way to have money to retire on, the best way to retire early is to grow your capital, right? Is to invest your money uh, for the future, right? Because you can make today's dollars more valuable uh, in the future, Okay, because not only are we protecting our purchasing power, right? If we are outpacing inflation, then we are increasing the purchasing power of our money. Okay, uh, and you invest over long periods of time, then that is even more and more so as money compounds, right? Uh, and so, what this allows us to do, it allows us to do all the things that we've ever wanted to do in our financial life, right? Uh, and this only happens if we invest. It only happens if we are uh, putting money away that we expect to grow and that we will not touch. Uh, and that will uh, stay there and just continue to be um, a mainstay in our lives, okay? Uh, because if you don't invest, you don't grow your capital, then again, what are we doing? We're putting money in uh, a checking account or a savings account, which again is fine if you have enough of it, okay? Uh, but it's very difficult uh, to meet your financial goals quickly uh, if that's the case. So let me just give you a quick example, right? Uh, let's say that you know you want to retire in let's say 30 years okay uh, and you decide that you are going to put away uh, over the next 30 years you are going to put away uh, let's say $500 a month okay and you begin with nothing and let's say you invest that money in the stock market and it made 10% a year you would have 1.13 million dollars at the end of that 30 years no slouch, right? Quite the um, you know nest egg buildup uh, that you have there, okay? But let's say that on the other hand, you had somebody that um, just put five hundred dollars into a high yield savings account over the next thirty years that made half a percent a year, right? That person is only going to have a hundred and ninety four thousand dollars in putting away the exact same amount of money. Uh, then would the person who had $1.13 million. Okay, so it kind of ties together these first things, these first three things. We want to protect our purchasing power, but we want to grow our capital in order to achieve our financial goals, uh, which brings me to the fourth thing, earn more than a savings account. Okay, uh, savings accounts are killers to purchasing power at this point, right? Uh, they are really uh, not helping purchasing power at all. Okay, uh, and given that that is the case, we need to find other ways uh, to make sure that our money grows. Now, to be fair, right? If you're putting away five hundred dollars a month uh, for thirty years, that's one hundred and eighty thousand dollars, right? So, um, even if you put it in that half a percent a year, I mean, you still make what fourteen thousand dollars over the course uh, of that, you know, saving or not investing, right. But, uh, that saving that you were doing, but if you were to have put it away and made 10% a year, uh, by truly investing, right. You would have just in earnings, right. Just in, uh, the money that you earned, 
you would have $950,000 or so of just growth, right? Which is crazy compared to the 14,000, okay? So big reasons, invest your money. Now I say that uh, they earn more than a savings account and that that's a reason to invest and it absolutely is, okay? Uh, but what's the problem with that? The problem with that is that savings accounts still do have value, okay? And the reason that they have value is because there are reasons to put money away, put money aside in true savings, right? That we don't touch, that we don't want to touch, uh, and that we are going to have for a rainy day, right? Our emergency funds should be put into something like a savings account. But the money that we are looking to put away for long periods of time, for retirement, for our kids' college, for all those types of things, that should be uh, in investment accounts, okay? So the first four things on my list, protect your purchasing power, grow your capital, achieve your financial goals, earn more uh, than you could from a savings account. I think those are all good reasons why we should invest. Then uh, the fifth reason why we should invest is to diversify your income. Now, what does this mean? Well, this means that investing can provide you uh, with a new income stream, right? It can provide you with money that can come in that is not reliant on just your work. Okay, which is nice, right? It's nice to have money that's not just reliant on uh, one particular uh, place of employment. Okay, um, and this money can come from multiple places. It can come from dividend income that you make uh, from investing in stocks and ETFs and things of the like, mutual funds, whatever, right? Things that do pay dividends, uh, or this could come from uh, you know real estate, real estate that you've invested in that provides you with. Uh, you know, the payments on uh, that real estate or bonds that you invest in that pay you interest, right? Regardless, uh, you can have income streams from your investments uh, and that allow you to not be so reliant on the income that you make from your work. I think that's a good reason that, that we could invest, but it does take us some time to get to that point where you can properly diversify your income um, and not just be, you know, siphoning off of your investments. Then the sixth reason that I think you should invest is because you are going to need money for retirement. And again, this is probably supposed to be way higher on this list, but you know, I don't do things in any particular order. So uh, here it is. You've got to have money for retirement. You have to have money in retirement. And I don't know about you, but I don't think that uh, I want to rely on uh, the government and social security right? In order to pay my bills. And I don't want to rely on anybody else like my kids or my grandkids or whomever else, right? Uh, to take care of me when I'm older. I want to have money in order to do the things that I need to do. And I want to enjoy uh, the money that I've built up. Okay. We all want to live uh, at minimum a comfortable retirement, right? We want to live a retirement that's uh, a lot of fun, hopefully. And the only way we can do that is if we have put away money actively for retirement, okay? Uh, and again, I just showed you a moment ago how investing over a 30-year period can get you to some substantial wealth, uh, and that's money that you could build up for retirement, right? Money that you could have in order to live on over a long period of time. And it is absolutely vital that we do this. This is one of the biggest reasons why we need to be investing because uh, we don't want to be a burden on our kids. We don't want to be a burden on our families. We, we want to uh, be as self-sufficient financially as we can. Um, and the only way that we can do that is if we take an active approach today 
uh, actively put money away, invest your money for the future, continue to grow it. Uh, and you know, don't just, you know, again, rely on the government or your workplace or, or whomever or whatever, uh, in order to have something waiting there for you, build something for yourself, uh, and you will not be sorry. Then the seventh reason why you should invest, uh, is you can have lower taxable income. And this is actually quite nice. Okay, having lower taxable income is quite nice. All right, um, and just let me take a step back for just a second. Saving for retirement, right? I say that's a reason that we can we should invest, right? It absolutely is. But you can get help saving for retirement if you are actively investing too. If you have like an employer match or something like that. So I just wanted to add that on. Uh, that hey, you don't have to just be doing this by yourself. You just have to be putting forth the effort. And in a lot of cases, your employer will uh, reward you for doing so. Nonetheless, lower taxable income, right? I think that's uh, a really good reason to invest. Now, how can you have lower taxable income by investing? There's multiple ways, but uh, let's start with uh, traditional accounts, right? So a traditional 401k, traditional IRAs, and uh, some of the other pre-tax accounts out there, they allow you to put money away that you will get a tax deduction for this year, right? It's pre-tax money, all right? You get a tax deduction for the money that you put in this year. That money grows tax deferred, and then you pay taxes on it when you take it out later on, okay? Uh, so you can lower your taxable income in the current by doing that. Well, you can also lower your future taxable income by doing what? By investing in Roth assets, Right, so for instance, again, let's say that we're putting money in a Roth 401k, Roth 403b, Roth IRA, all these different things. Right, we're putting in after-tax money, allowing the money to grow uh, in a tax-free way, and then we can take the money out with no tax implications later on uh, once we get past uh, the threshold of the age at which you can take that money out, uh, which differs between 401k and IRA. But look that up for yourself. Right. Um, so we can lower our taxable incomes. Not only that, right? Uh, if we take our money and we invest it in something, let's say again, we're diversifying our income uh, and whatever the asset is, is paying us uh, income uh, in the way of dividends, in the way of rents, whatever, uh, that's not going to be taxable in the same way that our general income uh, may be, right? So you can lower your taxable income there. Or, Let's say you invest some money, you grow it for a few years, you take the money out, you made some gains, right? You don't have to pay taxes on those gains in the same way that you would your income, right? You can pay a lower rate, the capital gains tax rate uh, on those gains uh, and have a lower taxable income uh, than you would otherwise uh, with that money, right? So this is uh, a very good reason to invest. Uh, because there are tax implications to doing so, and there are big uh, tax helps, tax deductions, tax breaks, if you will, that you can get for just putting money away for yourself over a long period of time and investing for uh, something like retirement. And then there's things like HSAs. HSAs, you can get uh, lower taxable income today and lower taxable income when you take that money out uh, because you don't pay taxes on the front end or uh, the back end with those. So very useful, very good reason to invest. Then the eighth reason to invest is that we should help others achieve their goals. 
Okay, so you can invest in order to help others achieve their goals. And I think this is very big. It's very big to invest not just with yourself in mind, but with others in mind. Okay, because we can make a lasting impact with our investing. All right. Uh, and it can start with something as simple as, you know, having a 529 set up for your grandchild or your children. Right. Uh, or having an UTMA or UGMA for uh, your children or whomever. Right. Uh, and having money set aside for somebody before they even know what's going on. Okay. That way uh, you can give them a head start in life. Right. That can help them to achieve their goals uh, in a way that they don't net yet have the foresight um, you know, to do because, uh, me and my wife talk about this all, all the time. You know, our, our son is uh, just shy of six months old and we put money away for him. Right. And he doesn't have a clue that we do that. And he won't for a long, long, long time have a clue that we do that. Okay. Uh, but hopefully he'll be able to look back at some point and go, I'm glad that my parents did that. I'm glad that my parents helped me uh, to you know achieve my goals, right? And that's just helping your children. Uh, you know, we hope to help our grandchildren, and uh, ultimately, right? Uh, we want to build nest eggs big enough that we can help whomever, however, right? And I think we should all have that goal, right? We should be outward looking with the money that we have. Uh, we should try to help others and help them to achieve their goals, especially if those are people that we care about. Um, you know, go out, try to make the biggest impact with your money that you absolutely can. Which brings me to the ninth reason that we should invest, and it is to support causes that are meaningful to you, okay? Um, we invest, we grow big nest eggs, we have money that we can support ourselves with, but ultimately, uh, we invest, we grow big nest eggs so that we can make an impact, right? That we can uh, help the things that we couldn't have helped otherwise. So let's just go back to the example right, of somebody putting away $500 a month. And let's say instead of 30 years, it was 40 years, right? You'll see the big difference that it makes. 40 years, you'd have somebody with $3.16 million, right, uh, if they invested at 10%. Um, but if they just put the money away at half a percent in a savings account over 40 years, uh, that would be $265,622, okay? And the total amount that that person would have put in uh, would be $240,000, okay? Uh, so ultimately, they had $2.922 million in growth of that money that they put away over that 40-year period. So you build this $3.16 million, and maybe you don't need all of it, right? Maybe you have the money that you need to sustain you over the long period of time. Maybe you don't uh, need a bunch of it for retirement, whatever. Maybe you do use some of it for retirement, but you have plenty of room in that budget, right? You can use that money to make big impacts in things that you care about, right? Uh, if you, there are causes that you support, if there are uh, you know religious things that you support, if there are um, you know things about healthcare, things about uh, different activist groups that you support, then by all means make a big impact. And think about how you couldn't have made that impact uh, if you didn't invest your money, right? Uh, so if you want to make an impact in um, you know big things, things that are bigger than yourself, uh, then the only real way that we can do that is by investing over long periods of time unless we have outrageous incomes. And again, most of us don't have outrageous incomes. We just invest long periods of time and we build nest eggs so that we can do these types of things um, and make uh, an impact with our money. 
so those are my nine things, right? Protect your purchasing power, grow your capital, achieve your financial goals, earn more than you can from a savings account, diversify your income, save for retirement, lower your taxable income, help others achieve their goals, and support causes that are meaningful to you. Those are the reasons why I believe we should invest, okay? Um, my final thoughts on this are there are a million reasons that you could probably come up with that you know might fall within uh, these nine things, might not, but... Um, we have to be investing, okay? You have to be investing. And I'm not saying where you're at today uh, is the place to invest, right? Because if you are deeply in debt right now, right? Investing should not be at the top of your priority list. If you don't have emergency fund money setting aside in savings, investing is not what you should be worrying about, right? If you aren't even creating a unique monthly budget, investing is not what you should be worrying about. Okay, you need to do some things to set up your financial foundation before you're too worried about uh, investing and growing your money over a long period of time. But ultimately, that becomes a very big and very consistent part of your financial life over a long period. Um, and it's just something that you do. It becomes part of your financial life and it becomes just part of your life. And it's something that you do with your money every month. Uh, but we need to understand why. And even if you're somebody who is actively investing today, Right? Maybe it's good to remember why. Remember why uh, you're putting money away in the first place. Uh, because if we understand why, then we're far more likely to do. Right, uh, And if we understand why, we're far more likely to continue doing whatever uh, that particular thing is. Okay, uh, So understand why you're investing. Understand why it's important to invest uh, and continue doing so and do it and make it a systematic part of your financial process. And you will not be sorry because there will be uh, some great outcomes if you do it consistently and you do it in ways that are historically proven. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.